Hi guys, welcome to the very first episode of the Ask Sophie podcast. I think that maybe somewhere through all these years, I've had a kind of yearning to be some sort of agony aunt and that coupled with what I've been doing work-wise for the past 15 years have led me to this point. I really appreciate you being here. I'm really excited to be doing this. I've been wanting to do it for a while. And I just want to share as I start my intention for this podcast. So as I sort of briefly touched upon, and some of you will know if you if you know who I am already, I've been working in my field as a sort of therapist slash coach for about 15 years. So I've obviously worked with lots and lots of people in that time. And I'm really passionate about what I do, which means I have studied heaps. I've read so many books, researched, practiced things, both on myself and others. And I'm at this point in my career where I feel like I want to start to share some of the stuff I know is possibly a little bit unique, um, but much of it just so helpful with a wider audience because obviously working one-to-one there's only so fast that you can go so this podcast is one way of me kind of bringing that dream to reality of reaching more of you helping more people doing more good in the world so yeah I'm excited and I really hope that I can just bring some value and some soothing, um, some love and some inspiration and some kindness through this podcast. So interestingly enough, as I record this today, I am, I sounded quite Welsh then. (laughs) People often tell me I don't sound Welsh, even though I am from Wales, but I think it came out then. So as I record this podcast today, I am navigating still a period of a of sadness of a broken heart and and managing that and I like anyone I don't like being in that pain but for me one of the most challenging aspects of it is that when I'm in pain it's much more challenging to be able to show up for other people a couple of years ago I went and uh, did a couple of ayahuasca journeys actually in Amsterdam and on the very first one I was physically very unwell for a a deal of, of, of that journey so unwell that I just couldn't be there for anybody else and that was really painful for me and that gave me more insight into that is that for me what works is to show up so fully for myself and look after myself so fully that I can then really be there for other people. So the wonderful thing for me about recording this is it's a chance to really snap out of that sadness and to channel it into this this podcast, into my work, into thinking about you guys and who can I help through this medium through this time today and that will kind of blend in nicely dovetail with the question I'm answering and actually this question 
because that will be the format of this podcast unless it shifts over time. And obviously, these things can happen, as I'm sure we all know. So this question actually came to me not through a client, but through someone, a beautician that I went to see. And we just got chatting and she asked me a bunch of stuff when I told her what my job was. And this was one of her questions. So what she asked me was, how can I stay positive when life, and this is uh, me using her words, when life is giving me crap? And I'm like, yes, as soon as she asked me this question, I'm so happy because I love to be able to give my perspective because generally it is helpful and useful and I just live for that to uplift other people. So I'm really happy when she's asking me this. And the first thing that I want to say is that I wouldn't take that stance of it being quote unquote crap. In other words, bad. And we tend to see these things in this manner. So I don't know, you get paid and you think that's a good thing. You spend all your money two days later and then you think that's a bad thing. Or you get asked out on a date and you think that's good. You uh, don't get asked out on a date or you get dumped and you think that's bad. So the mind, the human mind loves to judge and to say that things are good or bad. Shakespeare said there's nothing either good or bad, but only thinking makes it so which is a really powerful, really deep statement when you actually think about it. And he is speaking to what what I'm talking about today, which is I would firstly lean away from that idea of this stuff that's coming to me is bad. And instead of calling it bad, I would call it unwanted. But it's also about starting to see that there is a purpose to all of this stuff. The analogy that I use a lot is I talk about it being like when we dig, some of us dig manure onto in, in our onto our gardens. So we'd have, I don't know, a rose bush growing or something and we would pay good money for what is basically shit. <laughs> and it doesn't look great and it certainly doesn't smell great. But of course, we know there's a, there's a reason why we are paying good money and we're spending our time to dig this into the roots of that that rosebush or whatever it might be. And the rosebush isn't going, oh my God, what's happening? Why is life dealing me all this crap? Obviously, it can't talk for one. (laughs) It doesn't have a human consciousness. But if it did, it wouldn't be saying that because it would understand. It is more closely tethered to the sort of natural cycles and circles of life. And it understands that what it's there to produce is something that does look beautiful. And that does, in fact, smell beautiful. And so it's really, firstly, I think, starting to lean into this knowing that you you have, we all have on a soul level, that what the mind deems bad isn't wrong. It might be unwanted, we might not prefer it, but that it's not innately wrong and that there is a purpose to it. And one of my favorite teachers, Abraham Hicks, call it contrast. So so they would sort of say that, you know, like when you're really hungry, then you enjoy your food more. And, and like there's a Zen quote, I think, that says it's the silence between the notes that makes the music. So if it was just 
one note after another without any silence, of course, it wouldn't be a piece of music. And our minds don't like this. We don't like the, the space, the quiet, the downtime, the letting go, the alone time. But this is all part and parcel of life. And it isn't an example of life punching you in the gut, so to speak. It isn't like that. It's all for you. So that's the first thing is to really begin to lean into that perspective. And then following on from that, I love Einstein and and his quotes. And I'm not quoting this um, word for word, but he says, the most important decision you make is whether or not you believe that the universe is friendly. And obviously, love him or not, Einstein was pretty clever, right? I'm sure we can all agree on that. And I would totally agree with his sentiment here. Because if you fundamentally believe that life isn't on your side, there isn't any sort of benevolent force underpinning all, everything's just random, then all of your thoughts, ideas, actions and experiences are going to spring forth from that. Whereas if you begin from the stance, the belief that the universe, life itself is friendly, then you're not going to jump to these conclusions that something quote unquote going wrong is is bad or is a, a symptom of the fact that life isn't on your side. So cultivating this belief also is absolutely fundamental. It means that the context that we perceive those unwanted experiences in is much more supportive of us. So you can start to see that there is and there can be purpose in pain, that there is a divine order to things, that someone wise and benevolent and loving and all-seeing is connecting the dots, that you don't have full understanding of or a kind of broad perspective of or you can't see it with this kind of bird's eye view in each and every moment. So ultimately, it comes down to having more faith. I can't remember who said this, but someone I was listening to recently talked about trusting pure awareness. So that is kind of like the silence, you know, the present moment being. You might then start to think of that as being source, energy or God or call it whatever you want. But it, it this is this is key here. And in truth, the only way you can do that is to begin to to make a decision firstly that you want to feel good and you want to start to believe these things but to start to show yourself notice when you wake up and you feel good and you're thankful and so on and so forth that things go a certain way generally and when the reverse is true i.e you wake up and you feel bad things tend to reflect that to you and as you begin making this correlation this link between how you feel and what you get, that starts to show you that everything out there isn't just some random state of affairs. But in fact, life is responding to you. Like the saying goes, life isn't happening happening to you. It's responding to you. It's for you. And this can be the sort of first step on that path towards you having more faith. This isn't something that someone else can just teach you. 
you have to experience it for yourself. And that is one of the beauties of having a rock bottom moment is that it can cause you to surrender to give up on those ideas and notions that were never never helpful for you and start to lean into greater faith now i can say this now having gone through a number of times in my life that were really painful and making the decision that even though to my mind and in this present moment things look kind of sucky <laughs> Uh, to put it mildly, I'm not going to believe in it. I'm not going to believe in the suck. And each and every time things have come back more beautiful and fertile and better for me than before. But of course, had I not stuck with it, I never would have seen that. And nobody can do that for you. I talked about this recently on a podcast that I where I was interviewed. And I said that as a child, for a very prolonged period of time, I experienced a lot of mental anguish and pain and sadness and agony. And in many ways, I just did, I didn't want to be in my body. I didn't want to be on this planet. I didn't want to be in my life. It was so painful. But there was this very small yet insistent and consistent and powerful spark within me that told me things are going to get better. There is a there is a meaning to this. There is purpose to this. And that, although it was minuscule, it was tiny, it was so, it felt so much like truth that it kept me going. And we all have this within us. And really it is about cultivating this and starting to look for evidence of well-being, of where you are being looked after, of where you've thought everything was wrong and then with hindsight or after the fact you realized that you were being looked after but also know this life really is reflecting back to you externally how you're feeling internally so you've got to be the one that goes first and I know that can be well it is really challenging for us humans but it's just the way that life is set up and I may well talk more about that in future episodes but for now I would say it's all about starting by shifting your perspective on things being bad or wrong and not seeing things going wrong as bad, but then also leaning into greater faith and trust in in life itself. Because unless you have that you will, life won't be able to show that to you because your beliefs are self-perpetuating. Whatever you believe to be true will be proven to you. So be really mindful about, do I want this to be true? Not, not can I prove it, but do I want this to be true in terms of the beliefs that you hold? So I really hope that that gives some of you some clarity Uh, If you have any questions that you would like me to answer in future episodes, then just get in touch on Instagram. Facebook is fine, but I'm not on there as much. Or drop me an email. Just it's just info at relaxmehappy.co.uk. I actually will really appreciate your questions because, of course, without them, I've got nothing to answer. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that was helpful. I will be back with more. And thanks for listening. Lots of love. Bye bye.